The lumpy 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 and you are listening to The Lumpy Mother, the podcast where we show up for our kids by showing up for ourselves. We are not experts. We're just two best friends and moms who love learning and laughing together. I have two kids, an 11-month-old son and a three-year-old daughter. And I have four kids, an eight-year-old daughter and three sons who are seven. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> ah, it all changed this week. <laughs> yep. <laughs> on you. Okay. I have four kids, an eight-year-old daughter, and three sons, one who turns eight today. Today is Henry's birthday when we're recording. A six-year-old, and then on this coming Friday, Charlie will turn two. So if you want to know, you're not the only parent who hides in the bathroom to eat the same treats you told your kids they couldn't have. Then you have come to the right space. The way this works is each week, Natalie and I will have a yes, a no, and a hello. Or, in other words, something good, bad, and something random that has to do with what's on our mind, uh, minds after another week surviving parenthood. And Sarah and I have a feeling that you're going to be able to relate to a lot of our experiences. But if you can't relate, if you can relate... Tell us about it. Email us at lumpymotherpodcast at gmail.com. We want to know what you think about the topics we cover. So before we get to our rewinds, we have a really exciting giveaway that we want to talk about again. Yay. Yeah. If you're following us on social media, you may have seen the posts we made about it, or you've heard us talk about it on the last episode. Since we're a podcast for parents, but um, it feels like moms in particular, we couldn't, of course, let Mother's Day pass. Uh, without an amazing giveaway. So we paired up with some of our Instagram friends and created a really amazing basket of favorite things. Yes, that's right. I included a journal and some bath bombs. Yeah, and then I um, added a really gorgeous mug that I have a duplicate of because I like it so much. (laughs) And some really nice coffee, or what I define as nice coffee. It's not like Folgers. It doesn't come in a plastic tub. Yeah, it looked really nice to me. I wanted coffee. (laughs) And then our friends at the Bookish Sisterhood, at Knitwear by Rachel, and at Kels K all included some of their favorites as well. So to see all of the items, because there are a lot of exciting things included, and to figure out how you can enter to win, check out our Instagram page. All right, Sarah, do you have any rewinds? I do, but it turns out looking ahead, as we discussed, (laughs) it's kind of going to fit into your yes, so we shall wait. So do you? Oh, perfect. I don't think that I do know. Oh, actually, I have I got the final official mileage count for our hike um, because we kind of estimate it when we're in there. One of our guides and awesome dudes, Brian, but he kind of like did the official. I don't even know how he did it. But so our ending number was forty three and a half miles over five days. So I'm just so proud of that. Wow. Yes. That's incredible. And then to like have this retreat that was so refreshing anyways, and then you come back and you accomplish something like that. Like there's Mm -hmm. like so many wins there. It absolutely is. So, all right, Sarah, why don't you get us started? What's your guest today? Okay. (laughs) All right. So I don't remember what episode it was, Natalie, but you mentioned using the look with your kids, you know, that one look. 
um, that just says it all and they listen. Well, I have been practicing it with Evie and I have to say the results have been pretty impressive. Okay, so Evie, she's three. She is smart, smart, smart. And I've always Mm -hmm. known this, but when she doesn't like, you know, comply or like do what I want, need her to do, like put on her underwear or something, you know, as essential as underwear. Uh, she like won't listen. And it seems like it gets worse if I repeat it. And so mm-hmm. I kind of realized like, okay, she heard me. She knows what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So now what I've been doing is mm-hmm. I, I say, all right, um, and now it's time to go lie quietly in bed. It's bedtime. And then she'll throw a fit maybe or whatever it is. And instead of repeating myself, I go completely quiet. And then eventually she looks at me and I give her the look. And then she smiles and she gets into bed. (gasps) I cannot. I don't know if this will work with other parents or what, but like she knows. This is like she's so smart. She knows that she what she's supposed to be doing. Yeah. And it's been powerful and well, amazing. Like the less I say and the um, I'll just give her this like multiple looks. I don't know. I mean, one yeah. would be like and then well, you can't see it. One would be uh come on, you know, I raised eyebrows like you know better than this and then Tilted one would head, be uh, kind of, come yeah. on kid, you know yeah. better than this. I, and one would be like dude, get in bed. But I don't say that. <laughs> Um, I think it's so smart because you're changing the way you're communicating with her. So you give her almost like one instruction verbally. And it is I totally get those that feeling sometimes where it's like I'm just repeating myself over and over again. Yeah. And so like you're almost changing the way of communication, which is a grabbing her attention yes she heard she wasn't may not have been listening but she heard what you said so almost like when you go still and i think that's so smart yeah it's been so much more powerful it's like the words lose their meaning the more i say them absolutely but the silence i mean silence as adults is powerful if you're Mm -hmm. brave enough to use it which is it's i feel like i have to be brave if i'm going to keep a silence but with the kids (laughs) it's a little easier i don't feel like i have to be brave but she's like i don't know that social cue is strong with her that's amazing we always yeah it's been wonderful the stare is like uh or the look that's like our in public my go-to yeah (laughs) i don't even have to use words most of the time because my kids are a little bit older so they know when they're doing something Mm -hmm. they're not supposed to be doing so it takes one snap and a look it's a lot of like staring with no blinking and eyes raised and it's just like the fire from my eyes and yes. um it's actually this is a really appropriate topic for topic for me today because we always <laughs> the look is something i prepare myself to be using when we have um church services that the kids aren't they don't have the kids department open so this sunday was one of those like all of the kids come to the big sanctuary with you and so i nick and i are like all right we we have to fine-tune the look today because i know that one of my kids is gonna be literally laying on the floor in the sanctuary (laughs) and nobody cares except for me if my kids are laying on the floor we have a very wonderful accepting and loving church yes so like i would like my kids not to be laying on the floor and so or harrison loves to kids they're just full of energy and you it is a lot of kind of sitting still 
So he does a lot of like kicking the the chairs that are connected to all of the other chairs in the row that everyone else is sitting in. So like it vibrates oh, everything. Yeah. So that's one of the moments where it's like a snap and a look. Cut it out. I did that one today. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Cut it. <laughs> I have not had the opportunity to use it in public, but I know it'll only gain in strength. <laughs> it is one of my most powerful tools in public, but I love the idea yes. of using it at home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Highly recommend. I have been really impressed. Well, I think one of the challenging things is they're like, especially at toddler age, they're changing and learning so much mm -hmm. that I find myself stuck like three months ago when she really didn't actually understand maybe the entirety of what I was saying. Yeah. And and so I get stuck in these loops and then I don't grow as fast as she does. Yeah. Because oh, like, the, you know, a week later, no, she understands Yes. Do you ever feel that way where like you're behind in your tactics because kind your children of. keep changing and developing because they're so f smart and malleable? Absolutely. I think with Charlie more than anything and maybe Harrison a little bit too. Who, those are my two youngest because I especially Charlie in my head, he's still the baby, even though he's turning yes. two in a few days. And so every so often something will happen and I'll realize, OK, if your siblings had done that at this age, <laughs> I would have reacted much differently. Yeah. And um, totally. And so I I absolutely think that with him, especially, I uh, I oh, forget I how it. much he actually understands. Well, and there's probably enough of a gap between them, too, that he really seems so small. Yes. And so absolutely um, like developmentally different. Yeah. <laughs> and so and to keep pace with him, I, I would imagine would be definitely more difficult, when, especially with the comparisons you have walking around mm -hmm. that are. Eight, eight and six. Yeah. Or whatever the ages <laughs> yeah. are today. I forget. Yeah. I, as of today, I have two eight-year-olds <laughs> and a six-year-old. I know it's it's unbelievable. Um, yeah. I think part of it is that Charlie is behind on some things like his speech. I think, uh, yeah, he is actually, I counted because, you know, they're supposed to hit a certain number of words by two. Yeah. And we are not there. And he's been behind on speech this whole time. So it's not necessarily a surprise. But because of that, his my interactions with him are more like a younger child, you know, yeah. almost. And so, um, but he can understand me. That's what I'm starting to realize is that he knows. He just can't, he he's can, not verbalizing yes, it. Yeah. So yeah. It's yeah. That, that makes so much sense, too. And that makes yeah. it even trickier. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. So what's so. your yes today? Actually, I know what your yes is. I don't know why I'm asking because <laughs> I'm you, ready with my story. Yeah. So um, one of the things that we talked about, oh, it started our last episode with, I think it was your, I can't remember if it was your yes or you know, but you were talking about separating either. yourself when you were really angry and screaming into your yes. pillow and um, and yeah. that kind of like spiraled into this, what I thought was a really great conversation, but we started talking about the word no, using no with your kids and something uh -huh. about it stuck with me. I could not get it out of my head. And I was, I like totally. journaled about it a little bit because I was like, I don't know yeah. why I feel like this is something I, I really I was, was thinking about it about too. It. Like yeah. it's such an, yeah, it's so interesting. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so um, because there was for that while, there was that movement that was like never saying no to your children because yes. it will affect their self-esteem. And yeah, um, no. I'm no. just. No, I give that a no. <laughs> yes. I'm so anti you know? that. And um, and I just yes. think because one of the things we said was like, well, you know, does saying no too often, does it make it less effective? And I think that 
that yes. sentence is what stuck with me because in my head I was That's thinking what I've been thinking about this week yes. too and I was going to talk to you about it that oh is my so goodness. funny this is great because then. one of the things I was thinking about like because that's a big reason a lot of the experts online say is if you overuse no they won't listen when you really need it okay, but yeah. I think those are the toddler pages because you're saying yeah. no so much yes. to so many things that mm-hmm. it's it's like it, it's more suggesting in my from what I'm gathering about it like um, saying yes to more like fi- working yes in as well yes. and not just no and then also using no for the strong things. But when kids get older and they're aware, yeah. I mean, yes, well, use no. <laughs> and here's the thing, because I thought about and I had the same thing. I was like, I, that is so unsettling and I can't figure it out. And finally, I realized the issue for me is yeah. that it's not how much you say no. It's the it's the quality, like w- the emphasis that it comes with, you know, so I can no matter how many times I say no to my kids, as long as they know that no means no in a scary situation, they will listen to that. And so sometimes yeah. at this toddler phrase because you're right it is so much saying because they're trying to do things like eat dog food and you know all of that stuff and so dangerous things yes (laughs) and so in those situations maybe it's redirecting which i'm not great at either my you know but it's but it's not i don't think the solution is to not use the word no when you need to i think it's making sure your kids know that sometimes the answer is yes whether it's for like a bigger kids for a snack or for you know, some of that kind of stuff. Okay. So I looked some things up because I had all wait, of wait, my before ideas. Before you get into it, oh, can yeah, I just yeah. share the one story of yes. why? No, I think it kind of ties yes, up do perfectly. your rewind. So what this also brought up for me real quick was this, I loved Modern Family. I think it uh-huh. might still be out, but I haven't watched it in a while. But um, Lily, the adopted daughter of Cam and who is the other guy? Cam and Mitch. Cam and Mitchell. Okay. So Lily, the adopted daughter of Cam and Mitchell, was uh, was going around, like, turning on all the light switches, as toddlers do. And then Cam, and then previous to that, Cam had been getting a lot of crap from the family, like, that they're doing a thing where they don't say no to Lily. You know, they were in that, like, stage. And then he gets his hands stuck in the garbage disposal, and she's, like, going around the room. And then, oh, who's the mom? Claire. Phil and Claire. Okay. And then and then Claire's like, you know, she's making her rounds. She's getting close to the garbage disposal switch. And he's like trying all the ways to say no or not without saying no. And then eventually he just, I think, just loses it. It's like, no! Or gets his hand out just in time right before or something like that. It was so good. And I thought accurately depicted. But anyways, go ahead. No, what that's amazing. Up about it? Their writing is yeah, so I funny. I, I like It's the- so relatable, man. It is. Okay, so I looked up some things, and at first it was really um, hard for me not to Google something like, why should you say no to your kids? Because of course I want really biased answers that support what I think is right. Oh, that's such a good point. So instead I just Googled, (laughs) well, what was reassuring is I just Googled like saying no to your children and every all of the articles that came up were like you you should say no to your kids. So good. Yeah, I I would agree with that. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, So this is an article. I have healthy boundaries for everyone. And like you said, no means no. That goes a long way. It just yes. into adulthood and respecting that no, especially yep. for boys. Exactly. Et cetera. But, yeah. So this is a Melbourne child psychology and it's an article 
uh, just on their website. And it's called Why Parents Should Feel Good About Saying No to Their Children. All right. <laughs> and, um, okay. And, it, and, it, and this article addresses the fact that like, um, for quite a few years, parents shied away from using no because of what they called the self-esteem movement, where anything that could potentially <laughs> yeah. damage a child's self-esteem was kind of frowned oh, upon. That but, goes too far. I mean, generation yes. Well, that's what this said is, <laughs> as a result, the pendulum has swung too far. And the quote yes. is, we've gone from not being emotionally attuned with our children to thinking that protecting them from any discomfort or things that uh -uh. they don't want to do is a way of showing love so no. and it's saying that instead of being a good parent means setting your kids up with life like long-term life skills and that's kind of one of the things when I'm trying to figure out what how do we deal with consequences like my goal is for my kids to be functioning adults like if the end yeah. goal if we really narrow it down my I want my kids to be loved I want I have lots of goals for my children but yeah. I want them to be functioning decent adults. human beings who decent yes function yes and, and exactly and so part of yeah. that is preparing them with emotions that are hard in life and so yes, and that's um, what resiliency is is being able to work through the yeah. hard things you know 50 percent of being human is negative emotions and we can't just get mm -hmm. rid of that and anyways yeah. that goes to the same thing like mm -hmm. saying no and growing accustomed to disappointment or how to work through it or problem solve or having a yeah. bad emotion and then working it through it in a productive and healthy manner that's what we want yep. to teach our kids well, this has so here are five reasons why you should say no to your kids. Um, yes. Ooh. So one is kids need to feel discomfort in that way because they yeah. um, they need to understand in a safe place how to deal with that emotion. And you are a safe place for that. So it says avoidance grows anxiety because it teaches them that the things they are anxious about is so bad that the person who is in charge of their life thinks they can't possibly manage it. I loved that point because, hey. yeah. Number wow. two, which is a very big thing for me in my house, is kids need to learn to wait. <laughs> so <laughs> oh, by yeah. constantly saying yes to our children's every whim, we are again setting them up for unrealistic expectations of what their future is going uh -huh. to be. We're all going to blow up. You're going to push it too far. Yeah. We, yeah. Nick and I are really into Survivor. I've mentioned this quite a few times. And there is one character who they brought back. And then we found an interview later that they said it was a mistake. And you can tell he probably was raised like this because as soon as things get stressful, he literally just quits the show. He did it two seasons. He faked appendicitis. <laughs> one season because it was like he things weren't going his way like he thought they should yeah. he was quite the brat you this is a person you wanted to hit yes and he yeah. and anyways um three is boundaries make kids feel secure which i always thought was mm -hmm. uh i think that's oh, a really yeah. good point so because it also it gets confusing if you don't say no if you skirt around it all the time yes if you're just yeah. like and then and then you're not clear they don't know what you want yes or what you're so, looking for and oh, they're I'm gonna looking get there. for a right answer don't worry don't, oh oh dang so, I'm on it. I'm on um, predicting you the future. <laughs> you're, you're two steps ahead. So um, uncertainty and inconsistency can produce anxiety and exalts. Oh, goodness. Anxiety in adults. And it's the same for children. Four, kids need to know that their parents are in charge. And there was something on Instagram recently that was like, it's not about being in charge. And I was like, in my household, it is. 
<laughs> in my household, it is important well, that you're my, the leader. Yes, you're the leader. You're it, the it's important sturdy, that my kids what know. What Bigelow Feeling says, like the sturdy, confident leader of your household. Yes, my kids know that I love them, and they know that I'm in charge. They know both of those things. Those are parallel things that go together. Yes. Yeah. So, and then well, five, it depends how you define in charge. It's like yeah. if you must be obedient to me at all times, even no. if I'm wrong. That's not it. No, no. But no, if no. it's, I make the big decisions here. Yes. And to keep you safe and healthy because I love you? Absolutely. Yep, yep exactly. You know? and, and then that's the f- what you do. Yeah. The fifth one is kids need to be, kids need parents to be parents and not friends. So it's not like trying. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so yes. those are, just in case anyone out there was worried about saying no to your children, those are reasons why it's a good thing to say no to your children. Yeah. And then verywellfamily.com, who I think is a website that we've definitely um, yeah, talked about ton. before. Yeah, stuff. They really yeah. do. So this is an article that's called Saying No to Your Kids and Actually Mean It by Amy Morin. And so this gives you a step-by-step kind of like how to successfully say no to your kids. Because like we were saying earlier, the quantity versus the quality. And so the quality of a no is really the most important. At least in, this is what I have learned is true. Oh, okay. And so it's not necessarily yeah. like... it. It doesn't matter how many times I say no that will make it bad. What will make a no not useful is if you don't mean it. If you're using the word no incorrectly, that's when it's bad. And so this kind of talks about how to make sure that a no, how to make sure that a no is has weight to it and how to make sure you're using it correctly in your house, because um, if I can say no to them, even in a small situation and they know to stop immediately, then they will know in a big situation, like if we're in a parking lot or in a restaurant. So this is saying no to your kids. So this is the steps. Let me see. I, six steps. All right. So step number one is to give a definitive answer. And like you were saying, it's not things like, well, we'll see or probably not. Um, it's a firm, authoritative manner showing that, that you mean business. It's no, no. Can you, and this is all ages. I liked that they included this for all ages. The article kind of breaks it down a little bit into specifics, but it's everything from my two-year-old who wants to eat a fourth snack, <laughs> fruit snacks all day long, or my yes. eight-year-old who wants to play four hours of video games, you know, it's the same across the spectrum. So giving a definitive answer, step two is offering a short explanation. And I liked, they had a really good point that was like, sometimes an explanation can turn it, can turn it into a learning experience. So yeah. even if it's something like you're at the beach and they ask if they can go swim, the, no, because I am feeding your brother right now and I want to be able to see you, you know? So it's not just like me being mean. And this is, I think this applies a little bit more for older kids, you know, because younger kids are, it's hard for them to grasp that whole kind of concept. So it's um, saying no, meaning it, giving a short explanation. The, um, Third step, which I think is the most important step of all of them, is make it clear that you're not going to cave in no matter how much, how no matter how much whining, begging or pleading that yeah. your kid is doing. You so cannot get give worse in. in the future. It's so yes. hard, but you changing, have to get th- through those initial. Yep. Meltdowns. Yeah. Chase, changing your no to a yes, it only reinforces to them that you don't actually mean it. That's the quality part of it. Like you have to mean it when you say yes. no, you know, so. Um, and and like you were just saying, sometimes that means that there's like those first few big arguments about no can be huge because you won't give in. 
But it means that mm-hmm. every time, hopefully, this is at least how it's always worked for us, every time that we have to say no to a particular situation in the future, that argument or the fit, it gets smaller and smaller because they know that no means no. Okay. So yeah. number four was follow through with consequences when necessary. So if your behavior becomes disruptive, like if they're smaller and maybe get violent about it, um, follow through with a consequence such as a timeout or a separation. Um And then it also said you can give like one warning, like I said no. And if you continue to do this, then there will be a timeout, whatever. Okay, number five. I've been watching the. Yeah. Oh, sorry. No, go. I've been watching the Super Nanny for your um, recommendation. (laughs) Highly recommend. It's really like kind of inspired me to be a little sterner. And it's been helping tremendously. Good. All right. So then the fifth one, and I loved that they included this, was deal with your emotions in a healthy way. That's your emotions as the parent, not the kid's emotions. Because um, a lot of, I think a lot of parents feel like they're being mean or they feel guilty because their child is upset. And Ah. so the quote here was, remind yourself that it's okay for your child to experience uncomfortable emotions, like we said earlier, like sadness and disappointment. Um, and kind of also, like we said earlier, it gives your child a way to practice how to deal with those in a safe place. Um, and then the sixth one, which I think is also a great point, is that make sure you're saying yes often. And it doesn't mean you cut out no's unless they're unnecessary no's. I, I absolutely do that sometimes where it's an unnecessary why am That's, I saying no to I this? Do that it's just too. so I can... And it's too much. And it's yes. like, okay, I can't be this rigid. You know, I got to yeah. let, let her have some leeway. You know? Yeah. Um, and But it's also just adding in yeses when you can. So, yeah, I thought that was great. But anyways, that's my big one. Um, I was really excited to talk about it because I'm telling you, it was just so on my mind. So, yeah. yeah. So that's it's my a yes. great just thing to consider because it's such a big part of parenting is yeses and nos yeah. and how you're going to deal with the fallout of either. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I feel like it kind of can like dictate a whole day sometimes. Mm-hmm. All right, Sarah, what's your excellent. what's you. your no? My no is solo parenting. Um, Ben, my husband, travels for work, or he did Mm pre-pandemic. And there was actually a a benefit kind of 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 the pandemic for us as he wasn't traveling. And then since I had a baby, Franklin, in the middle of a pandemic, um, it was pretty amazing to have this constant support uh, at home for that. And with a toddler, especially, um, you know, because he had to go back after two weeks, which is... I mean, that's actually more mm. than a lot of partners mm-hmm. get off of work. Um, so but true. still to have that support for those first, especially three months, was incredible. But so now he's full. We are both now fully vaccinated. I got my second dose today. So I've been, whew, I had the side effects. Oh. It's rough. Definitely don't I, get them on the same day. He got it Friday. I got it Saturday. He had no side effects but really? virtually. Just a little like, he just felt a little blah. Okay. And that was it. And then I, oh. I basically, it feels like I just have a bad flu. I'm so sorry. Um, But I'm so, oh, that's okay. I'm just really thankful though. At the end, I'm like, I'm just so thankful. I'm vaccinated and I'm so excited to just feel more comfortable in new places. Mm -hmm. So back to my no (laughs) is solo parenting. It's just, it is tough. I mean, I was on my feet all day, Mm. every day. I could hardly even... Uh, take sit down to look at my phone and, and reply back to somebody mm-hmm. or anything. It's just go, 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 go until bedtime. And then it's hard. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't know. Um, 
so Monday when he left was really tough because it's the first time that Evie um, was seeing him leave again and she doesn't really oh, understand. Yes. Um, but we started a calendar and it's like, you know, every day we exit off and she can see when daddy comes home. I think That's that helped so her. That's so smart. Um, but Monday was awful. And just because she's just going through a lot, not understanding why is daddy, who was always here, all of a sudden gone. Um but then I was really, really proud of myself, too, because Tuesday and Wednesday, I rocked it. Like, I was getting in my groove. I had these things figured out. I kept my cool. Like, I I don't know if since I became a mom, I've had a day, like those two days, where I was like, yeah, I got this. I, I know what I'm doing. Oh, it was yeah. a pretty amazing revelation. Wow. So there are some benefits to solo parenting, but it's so hard and beyond exhausting. Mm-hmm. That I would prefer just I didn't have to do it. Like, I really bond with my kids in that time because it's just us. Yeah. And then to see my strength after the fact, it's like, wow, you know, Mm -hmm. I did that. (laughs) That is no easy. I took good care, not just like surviving. I actually did a good job this week. You know, it was pretty cool. But uh, man, single parents, I don't know how you do it. Um, I feel it. Philia, if you're doing it out there, it's rough. It's rough. <laughs> and most yeah. of the times when I've solo parented, it's brought me like to the brink of breakdown. <laughs> so yeah. if you're out there and you're solo parenting and you're struggling, yeah, I get yeah. it. It makes sense. It makes so much sense. <laughs> well, I just can't but... imagine not having any kind of breaks at all, you know, because like Nick usually does bedtime or even just... Like someone is with the kids while one of us cooks dinner. It's it's sometimes it's yes, the logistics exactly. of that kind of stuff. Like taking when a shower you, exactly. is so hard. When do you shower? When yes, it, that kind of thing is so difficult to figure out. Yeah, when you're home alone with the kids, and I rarely I start planning them. my day from the time I wake up, and and mm-hmm. like I have to plan ahead. Okay, if I'm planning to shower today, here's everything I need to get done with the kids before oh, we can go to that goodness. point and Franklin has to sleep well that day yeah. or else it's not going to happen you oh, know no. um, yeah. yeah. and that's another challenging thing is like if one thing is off with your kids then you don't know mm-hmm. where you are like he wasn't sleeping well last week so it was very difficult mm-hmm. um, that was the main reason I didn't get a break is because Evie might have had quiet time but Franklin would wake up like a half hour in I don't know, oh. know why what, what's going on but you know they go through sleep phases. So that's exhausting, though. It is exhausting. But I, I am proud of myself at the same time, you know, not looking forward to the next one. <laughs> that's it. Just Do kind you, of a simple know what's going on in my life. Is there any way to get some support of like, how could we brainstorm a way for you to have support when even if it's like um, yeah. hiring a cleaner or, you know, somebody uh. Or we like, plan to do that. Good. Or even like a babysitter for a few hours once a week so that yes. you can, A, get out of the house oh, Well, that's them. the other thing. Normally, my brother comes over oh. at least one time during yeah. that so I can clean and he'll just hang out with the kids. We all had colds. Oh. No one could come over. Oh, I no. forgot about that. But um, Evie and I were pretty much over our colds by Tuesday. Uh, Franklin's still got his hanging out yeah. on. So we're like... The neighbor kids came to our door because they're the sweetest girls. Aww. They're um, a little older, like fifth and sixth grade, and they love Franklin and Evie. It's so cool. It's like, Aww. that's great. Of course you could play with my kids while I, I sit love it. and relax in the yard. And they came to, to play, and I'm like, okay, Evie's in her underwear, <laughs> and I'm in my sweats and like 
just like a mess and we all have colds and uh, Franklin had just fallen out of his high chair and has this big bruise and I'm like oh, and, yeah. and uh, the little girl's like well I don't think you got the cold from us and I was like no I think it was from taking Franklin to the hospital I'm like don't worry we're fine everything's fine <laughs> but and they're seriously, like okay a, like... <laughs> we're gonna leave now <laughs> oh yeah oh that's but, so yeah. hard no I I mean, it's it's not only emotionally exhausting, it's logistically exhausting, like you just said, trying yes. to figure out all of the things. So finding small ways. And it's really hard. And this is so uh, poor Ben. When he comes back, um, I like get in the groove of doing everything myself that I almost don't want him to do anything <laughs> else. Like I get much more in how I do things uh-huh. instead of letting, I had to relearn how to let go again. <laughs> he was like, he was just trying to be helpful. He's like, Oh, I'll take Evie to bed. So I was like, no, I'm taking her to bed. We have it figured out. <laughs> I'm like, and he's just trying to help and he's exhausted too. Cause they just go, go. I mean, he drove like 840 miles oh or something my goodness. wild. I well, I say kudos to you. I'm so proud of you because I I honestly cannot even grasp doing a week, much less knowing that it's going to be a regular part of your schedule. But I do think I just I want like I feel like there has to be a silver lining for you. I think that as the kids get older, especially when they start doing school and that kind of stuff, I know that's I mean, that's only two years away kind of, you know, I think it's going to get so much easier. I just think, you know, I do too. So this um, is probably its hardest, hardest point. Oh, a hundred percent. And then, you know, I have my brother and then, I mean, yeah, like you said, we want to hire someone to at least come and clean once Mm -hmm. a month. But um, when Franklin was first born, Ben did do like some local traveling and we had a doula Mm, postpartum doula come in and that was incredible. Yeah. Um, Because she would do the, she just just came in and did the dishes and the laundry and hung out with the kids. And I'm like, yeah, that was amazing. So we'll do it. something like that, you know. Time you know, on. if you have a, well, I guess they're a little bit young. Because I started babysitting at 12, which was like 6th or 7th grade, but it was all older kids. It was not younger kids. But yeah. um, if you have a neighbor, even if it was like, hey, I will pay you $5 <laughs> to watch TV right. with them while I take or a even shower. For them to, yes, for them to come over exactly yes. in that and just watch them while I take the trash out. Yep. Like finding time to take the trash out mm-hmm. was very, very difficult because mm-hmm. I have two kids and the trash yeah. is kind of far. Yeah. Um, like or to clean or yeah, mm-hmm. any of that. And they would be great at that because they love the kids. They See? could just hang out, you know. So we're yeah, we're, we've been even telling the parents, we're like, well, I can't wait till they can babysit. This yeah. is great. <laughs> and I also told them because I hated when people like expected me to watch the little kids, mm-hmm. I, I felt like it was always it was put on me when we go yep. to like family, family. get togethers mm-hmm. or whatever because I was the older girl. But none of the boys yeah. had to do it. Yeah. Still a little sore on this one. Um, I mean, that right. didn't happen too often. But so I was telling the girls, like, if you ever don't actually want to watch them while we're all whatever, just let me know because it's my job, not yours. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, like that's I don't. So <laughs> like, sweet that's of you. Sweet. But they're like, no, we love them and they like kids, and I'm like, oh. Okay. Well, in that case, <laughs> come over whenever. <laughs> so, yeah, kudos. I think you're amazing for doing it. I'm so oh, proud of you, thank you, especially with everyone getting sick like that. So, oh, yeah. All right. So, my no is something I'm a little bit ashamed of. I'm going to be honest. This is usually something that I would only admit to the people that are closest to me, like Sarah and Nora and a very a handful of other very close friends, uh, <laughs> is that I think that I have this weakness for like trash TV. And I'm talking Absolutely. trash 
TV. <laughs> like, I cannot stop. It started when I was in college. I was so into Jersey Shore. <laughs> I love Totally. Jersey I watched some of that. Yeah. So I think it started, yeah, in college with Jersey Shore. But there's, when I overthink it, I think there's this mentality for me that like that is never the experience, young life experience I had, which I'm very thankful that this, that that is not the (laughs) experience I had, but it's just, so it's almost like watching a nature documentary, watching things like Jersey Shore, where it's it's just so different from anything I ever did. Yes. And it's like, yeah. And so um, I love there's one. Actually, this is not that trash TV. It's more just like a weird kind of MTV style game show. It's called The Circle. It's on Netflix. And oh, I haven't seen that Just so it's all of these um, people that have to connect with each other using only this like special social media platform that they put together and you never meet them so there can be um catfish they can play as themselves it's really interesting i just uh i get really into that kind of psychological almost. yes yeah exactly but the one that i am currently into and i cannot stop watching and then i found out there's eight seasons of it and so i'm really just oh not gosh. ever going to stop it's called are you the one and it's another mtv show just like jersey shore was but they have two seasons out on netflix right now and they bring <laughs> these like 20 college aged or recently out of college kids as at my age i feel like they're kids right they're so young yes. adults whatever you want to call them and they have all who are well, widely attractive and in amazing shape yeah yes oh they're yes and they and they're in some place warm in this giant house so they all wear their swimsuits all of the time but they've all gone <laughs> this like over they've gone through this like rigorous psychological testing and then these specialists match them up with what's supposed to be their perfect match. So each yes. of them has a perfect match in the house, but they have to figure out who their match is. So the the show is essentially people making out, people fighting. I oh mean, gosh, yes. just like getting absolutely right off the bat. I started watching this today because I was sick and I was like telling Nat and texting Natalie the times like, all right, nine minutes in <laughs> first hookup. Yep. Uh, 22 <laughs> minutes in. No, that was 22 minutes in. We'll okay. give him credit. Nine minutes in. It was like the first fight. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and it's... everyone was drunk all the time. <laughs> I just like can't stop myself. I don't know why, but I cannot stop watching it. So... This one is hooky because I'm like, OK, who? I'm trying to figure out well, who the matches are. That's part of it. Part of, I think, why I love it so much is that I am also trying to solve this puzzle as they do yes, it. Yes, exactly. And so there is kind of this. And I am also like, none of these people are ready for a committed relationship. Oh, no. Yeah. So I, I just finished. <laughs> like one guy on there is literally like, you just said the marriage word. And I'm like, you're on a love show. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think is going to happen here? Oh, and the big catch is if they all do it, they have 10 tries. And if they can all find their perfect match by the 10th try then they win a million dollars they split it so it's fifty thousand dollars each oh, but right. still can you, what was a 22 year old if you had given me fifty thousand dollars at that technically i was married at that age but like if i was single at that age i mean i just it just makes me laugh the the idea of that yeah. makes me laugh but it is so um i just finished season two today i watched it in less than a week and then of course i googled like where are they now kind of 
Oh, and I know. There's, I'm so curious. Are any of yes. them together? Um, okay, so I'm not going to spoil season one. For, or do you want to know that there? Okay, there is one couple from season one that is still together. But it, this one, there were quite a few couples in the season two. But it was all like they never make it past a week or two after the house. They leave the house because they don't actually want a relationship. It's just I always thought that was... It yeah, makes me I know. They're actually, yeah. Yeah. And they all live in different areas of the country. So yes. they would really have to want <laughs> yeah. to work at this. <laughs> yeah. Which is the interesting thing. Like, okay, we're finding your perfect match, but we also are looking like, who is the casting agent for this? <laughs> that was okay, like, we want someone who wants love at the same time. Like, they really don't. <laughs> yeah. Or don't even realize they're not ready for it at all. So the other one from Netflix that I really loved is called Love is Blind. And it was, um, so they had this, a big, group of guys and girls and they had not done anything beforehand but they would essentially go on these um dates all day long but there's a like there's a wall in between them so they can hear each other but not see each other and then um (laughs) they have to like they essentially propose to someone and then they go on this vacation they meet them for the first time after they propose i mean it's just it's whole thing it's it was amazing i just uh, i wish that an actual like team of psychological researchers would uh, do a real one of these okay so they actually did real logistical like so let's do a love lab thing Mm -hmm. and see what and test it out. I mean, I don't know if that'd be the yes. best reality TV. No, I there's think a show True that Love's does this. a lot more boring. It's called Married oh. at First Sight. And <laughs> I'm telling you, I love these so much. Married no, at First because Sight. I like, I like one of the girls from that, oh. the women. Um, she's on Instagram and she's oh. like very body positive and they're still married and they have, uh, what is her name? I can't. But oh, she's great. She's really just real and and I think it is much because you hear from the counselors about they only do four couples usually four or five, and so yeah. you hear from all of the therapists that have uh, that have put them together and psychologists that have and just the reasons why cool, they think though. it will work, and um, it's always really interesting they they meet each other on their wedding day essentially so um yeah that's just my no is that i feel (laughs) i just i don't know why i can't stop but i am but also i i can understand like the uh, i feel bad i'm actually watching this but on the other hand i mean i think trash tv or something that's just mindless like that is a really great way of letting go and winding down and laughing about silly things or whatever it is and so i i salute you and give you full permission not that you needed it (laughs) and fully support your trash tv intake and we'll join you so that we can overanalyze everything it's like being mindless i just love that mindless kind of time i think so um yeah i've really loved it when i've been sick lately um today all right so that's my no and I'm gonna own it. I'm gonna be honest. So yes, um, yes. So what? It's a no, but continue. We support yeah, but I'm you. not gonna stop. That's for sure. So yeah. Um, what's your hello this week? <laughs> so this is kind of really random, but we were watching Charlotte's Web the other day, the one with mm-hmm. Dakota Fanning. Yeah, it's it's cute, definitely outdated. Um, yeah, my kids like it, but I just but... it kind of just dawned on me. Uh, this is really random, so definitely a good hello. Um, why does Wilbur get all of the credit for what Charlotte does? Charlotte does all the work. Mm-hmm. She finds the 
rude, selfish rat to find words. She puts it in her web. She, what did Nora say? She completely gives everything of herself until she's all dried up and dies. Yeah. For she Wilbur. literally dies. And so- Wilbur is nothing but like friendly and nice. But but even the people are like, it's it's the pig because she's talking about the pig. But yeah. who is creating the words about the pig? It's the freaking spider. Yes. I mean, that's amazing. Why aren't we? I'm going to go on a rant. Why aren't we giving Charlotte the credit, the due that she deserves? Maybe the book's named after her. But the whole story is about the pig getting the credit for Charlotte's Yeah, web, so. We reread it recently. Uh, like with the kids, we'd read a little bit every night. And I remember thinking, I don't understand why she's so invested in this, in the pig's life (laughs) i feel like yeah she's giving a lot here and and not every relationship goes both ways but i feel like healthy relationships probably do right yeah so her whole it's obviously not healthy at i mean she gives everything of herself and then she dies because she has babies it's terrible it's so weird (laughs) well and i feel like yeah her whole goal is to keep him from being killed and then it's just I, I don't know. Yes, and then she it is dies. Very strange. Yes. And why is it a classic? I mean, is it because I mean, it's like it's almost heartwarming, I guess. But it's just like just it's just another mom well, giving I- everything of herself and dying in the end. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's because I'm a mom now that I'm like, this is just set some boundaries, Charlotte. Take some self care. You know, you only have a year to live. My God, like. Um, yeah, you can still like watch out for the pig and, yeah. you know, you, just, you didn't recognize life it before little. you became a mom. That's so funny. Yeah. Yes. I think yeah. that's like so true. Uh, <laughs> oh, anyway, that's no. my hello. Very random. I totally agree. I think that, um, I think that's a totally valid point. And so, um, <laughs> yeah, I feel like when it, like, it's such a big book because it's a classic because it is like. The same as the giving tree, right? There's a lot of things out there right now about the giving tree that's like, you can't just take and take and take and and then just keep taking. You know, I feel like that's kind of... Wilbur is like the the farm animal. Wilbur or Charlotte's Web is the farm animal version of the giving tree. It's just like Charlotte would sacrifice anything to save Wilbur. It just doesn't make any sense to me. So... I uh, think that's a great, great point. And I, (laughs) yeah, especially like I understand sacrifice when you have to. But I mean, did you really have to or when you choose to? I think I think there is such a thing as sacrifice for a greater good. But like, also, I don't want to teach my children that they always have to be the one to sacrifice. Right. Yeah. If it's going to hurt them. So Mm -hmm. anyways. Yeah, there's got and like you said, that's not a healthy relationship. No, no matter how ignorant and bubbly Wilbur is, <laughs> maybe he maybe he should die. Silly, yeah, <laughs> so no, rude. I love it. Maybe Sorry. he should die. Sorry, Wilbur. Hey, I mean, we <laughs> Sorry, eat, we eat ham every Christmas, so we're on team kill Wilbur. <laughs> we like are him. hashtag kill Wilbur. Here. <laughs> it's actually hard to say because our also, last wild pigs are a problem. Do you know about this? No. Like, okay, so. Pigs are not native to the United States, and so they were brought over in, like, the very early days of the colonies or something. And um, the people, the pilgrims or whoever, the pioneers, would let them run free and, like, to basically take care of themselves, and then they'd kill them for food. Mm -hmm. Um, And now they're wild pigs in, like, Arizona. They're really, really dangerous, and they're everywhere, and... They have no natural predators and they just procreate so quickly. And there's actually it's kind of it's kind of messed up. But there's like 
people will shoot them with machine guns from helicopters. Oh. It's like a whole sport oh. to go and help like get rid of these like wild pig populations. All right, just random other pig rants. Well, here's my because they call facts. them javelinas. There, here's my here's my javelina story for you when we were in Arizona. Because <laughs> Nick, yeah. Nick's a oh the javelina. That's what they call them. That's yep. right. So Nick's aunts live in Arizona, and um, they used to be in like the Phoenix area. Now they're in Tucson, and they kind of live. It's not mountainous, but it's like hills a little bit. And so, and it's like a gated community that they're in. And the night, because we drove all the way down there, all twenty eight hours, and then we drove all yeah. the way back oh, with gosh. all three. We didn't, Charlie was not born, but so it was the three. It's the same kids. area we were in is outside Scottsdale, right? Oh yeah, okay, Phoenix. So this is where yeah, I was. Phoenix, I've seen the Havelinas too. But yeah, okay, go so ahead. Tucson is south of Scottsdale because Scottsdale's real close to yeah. Phoenix. But um, so but they are kind of in the country a little bit. So the night we're trying to leave, um, one of the dogs starts barking, and they had told us about the Havelinas kind of in a joking manner. And we look out the window, and it's literally a, there's a herd of them in their garden bed, just standing there, and they were saying you have to be careful they can get a little bit violent and they're so big that yeah. they can hurt you yeah. so we're trying to get all of the kids to the van and it's literally oh like this gosh. i don't even know how many they're probably like 10 7 to 10 javelinas and they make creepy noise yeah and they're, they're not they're out at night mm-hmm. and like they were kind of like surrounding us so the ants would like go out they had sticks and they would like watch <laughs> our backs while we tried to buckle That's the kids awesome. into their car seats and of course the kids are all crying because they are scared and i'm kind of Being laughing a little bit because it feels pigs. so ridiculous yeah yeah so it was like a whole thing but anyways that's my no when we went to arizona last february like two februarys ago um Mm -hmm. i I was pregnant and i took evie on a walk and like this is also it was like an airbnb so it's also like Mm -hmm. this gated kind of community and this woman was so upset when she saw me walking out there with evie she's like do you know what javelinas are? And I was like, uh, no. And she's like, wild pig. She's like, you really need to do your research before you come to strange places. She's like super condescending. Oh, and I'm like, yuck. Um, and this is going on a walk with my daughter. Um, <laughs> and then she like, okay, so she came out of her house like in a huff to tell us this. And then she drove her car out and parked up next to us because I was like, okay, well, make sure to keep Evie close to me. And I did. And we kept continued on our walk. Then she pulls up with her car. And then Evie had like a little bit of a cold and a cough and Evie coughs and she's like, oh my gosh, she has a terrible cough. And I'm just like, I'm excuse me, home, lady. Like, oh, I don't know no. what is going on here. I, think I would have sneezed um, into her car like, window. <laughs> what are the Hevelinas that scary or is this lady just really intense and no intrusive. <laughs> I, I I do think that Havelina's might actually be scary, but she was a hundred percent way too intense and also way yes. too intrusive. <laughs> yes, I agree. I love that we both have Havelina stories. <laughs> we exchanged our Havelina stories. So yeah. All right, my hello. <laughs> so um, my kids, we're starting to do sports, and um, Ava <laughs> plays soccer. And Henry does baseball and Harrison will do T-ball. It starts in a month or so. Um, So we're starting to do all the sports things, which was not a part of my childhood. 
my I have two sisters. The three of us did not do sports at all. My dad tried very hard. I am really tall. <laughs> I have always been really tall. So he really tried to get me into literally I remember doing tennis camp. I remember hating it because I couldn't wear sandals. I was so mad that I couldn't wear sandals. And he was like, they're called tennis shoes for a reason. Um, we tried <laughs> yeah, basketball. <laughs> we tried volleyball. I don't like things being thrown at me or kicked at me. So I'm just Fair I don't enough. do good in sports. Sounds like a survival strategy. Yes, I feel like this is a survival. I am a I am ahead of the curve here. <laughs> so I did cross country in middle school and high school because I I was a real not really good, but I could run. So anyway, so I did not grow up in this sports lifestyle at all. I am not good at sports. And 90 percent of the time, I don't understand what's happening in a sports game. Totally. That being said, I am also a very passionate, loud and somewhat abrasive person. <laughs> Yes. One of the many things I love about you. <laughs> so my kids have played soccer for years at our church. They have a really fantastic indoor winter soccer league that's like super low key. And we know 90 percent of nice. the families. So fun. And and all of the moms. So a lot of times it turns into almost like me and all the other. This is that's our time together on those Saturdays when they're playing. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> one of my friends who she was like if you ever talk about me you have to call me a code name and i can't remember what we said it was her code name it was something like cheryl so <laughs> so cheryl has <laughs> cheryl has a son and she said at one point he's a little bit older than ava she was like he told me that i have to stop cheering for him because i'm embarrassing and i realized oh, that already yes they're only eight well no. he can we have fun a little bit yeah so her son her son was probably second or third grade when that happened which is like yeah eight or nine but yeah. um what it made me realize <laughs> is because i'm loud there because i know all of the kids for the most part and so i you cheer i cheer for anyone on either team i don't understand what's happening so i cheer, i yell a lot of things like there there's the, the ball, ball. Kick it now or run that direction <laughs> or good job. Lots of good jobs and like specific kid names because I want them to know that. I don't know. It's like this kids like hearing their name. It's they so like fun. hearing their name being cheered. So absolutely. Um, I like hearing my name being yes. cheered if you ever want to do it randomly. <laughs> so I realized that like in that setting, I think it's kind of normal that I'm loud because I, you know, it's just that's a normal place that my kids are yeah. with me a lot it's um, like a, a home away from home yes you know? yeah it kind of is um but now we're into like sports where i don't know anyone <laughs> and i've realized that like um if my kids at this stage i as an eight-year-old i am the loud mom <laughs> it's practice <laughs> that it's not even a real game they're just practicing and i'm still cheering for my kid every time he does not even maybe hit the ball <laughs> if he runs to a base i'm cheering for him <laughs> so i love this so much so, so it's just like I am I and I just I'm not going to change this about myself but at some point I know that this this could get really embarrassing for problem. my kids and it's still I still won't probably change my because I just I'm I, so excited and I Nick I think is already preparing himself for if any of our kids actually play in like middle school or like competitively I might be out of control loud. I You are a competitive person. You might not do sports, but you are so competitive. That's, it. That's exactly it, too. 
I am unbelievably competitive, which means that if I knew how to play sports or if I was ever good, I think I would have been maybe okay for that reason Playing alone. cards with you is almost intimidating because you're like standing up over the table, like ready to, we like to play Dutch Blitz and you're just, you know what, you got to get on her level and get aggressive in there because you're not going to stand a chance otherwise. So, <laughs> so add that competitiveness to like the passion for my children and it's going to be so bad. Yes. It's going to be right. Right? So that combination, bad. your kids will never continue store, sports. <laughs> it's going to take a few years. They're going to be like, I, I, I love you, mom. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> because I, I am. Oh, I mean, uh, prepare. They need to prepare themselves because. Like, <laughs> Ava's going to end up really good at piano or something, and she's going to have a <laughs> piano recital, and you're going to be like, "Good job." Well, you I was hit those keys. I was going to tell you that because they they have recitals every year. They have one, and it's like yeah. almost disappointing because I want to cheer very loud for my children after they, they play a song quiet. in front of a big crowd of people and so of course I want to be like yeah that's my kid you rock that ukulele yes. Henry and of course we're it's not totally acceptable there but in sports I can be that person so this is the first time yeah. in my life I've ever enjoyed going to sports I think outlet <laughs> yes I think I'm going to absolutely love watching my kids play sports because yeah, I just think oh, it's going to be a lot of fun but yeah, I, it is going to be cool to see like what they can do. And yes. also, it's got to be weird to see your kids do things that you've never done well. Yes. Like, I don't know. Like, I played French horn, and if, like, one of my kids started playing an instrument, like guitar or something, mm -hmm. and they could do all these things, I'd be like, what? That's amazing. <laughs> like, how'd you, how'd I make that? It's incredible. <laughs> I don't know. Henry... Also for their own sake, but also it's, like, cool, like, yeah. what your kids can do. Because they're different people. It is so cool. Henry's in, uh, he's been playing the ukulele for a little over a year now, and oh. he's amazing at it. He is so good. And but he's got like those first few times I could look at the page and help him problem solve things. At this point, I have no idea what's happening, and so I like I am not of help to him. Wow, go Henry though. That's amazing. I he's mean, all, only eight, and he's already surpassing us. Yes, he's yeah. he is so good. I can read notes with him, but I don't. I can't tell him what to do with his fingers. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Oh like, yeah. No string um, instruments are confusing, yes, man. Like they are so he's I um figure them out. He's rocking it. He's doing really good. But yeah, I just because this week was our first like busy week of sports, we had two different things at different times on Saturday and uh, practice on Friday and a practice on Wednesday. It's just like it's starting to happen. And I was always worried that I would not enjoy all of the like rushing around. But I love the parts yeah. where I get to watch them. I and um and I'm just yeah, I'm a loud. I'm a I am yeah, very honestly, that's loud. That's the part I'm dreading is like how busy it'll be. Yeah. With all the practices and things, but yeah. I do think it's going to be really fun. Well, I don't know. We'll, I had, we'll see when time. I think it'll be fun mostly. There was a, a a good friend of mine, Lindsay. She did a lot of. I think she did volleyball and softball, and so and she would say she did travel and all this stuff. And I would always say, I'm. Oh, I don't want my kids to get into that because it just seems like so much time. But she would say that was some of the best family time they ever had because they would all go together. They'd stay in hotels sometimes. So for oh. them, like that was their family bonding time and it made me change my oh, perspective cool. a little bit yeah that so. makes a lot of sense yeah. too and then to support one family member and kind yes. of have that that's really neat yeah you know i thought it was too Aww. so all right cool. yep so that's i like that's going to my, my brother's hello. soccer matches because they had really cute friends <laughs> <laughs> um anyway a ava's the oldest uh, yeah so i'm not sure if she'll ever find her brother's friends cute i have a feeling it will be the uh. other way around 
<laughs> yes, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> that that only makes sense. Yep. Well, I love that hello. Mm. It makes me think. I, this episode's great. Um, so as we wrap up today's episode, we want to hear from you. We love hearing what you think. Email us at lumpymotherpodcast at gmail.com and tell us, are you looking forward to being a sports mom? <laughs> um, do you have a look or other strategies that you've send found pictures really useful? of your look. Like, <laughs> yeah, you said it's a bit old. Oh, that would be a fun uh, Instagram challenge. Yeah, it would. Um, or just fill us in a yes or no from your weekend. We would love to read them during the next episode. Yeah. Um, and if you like what you heard today, there are a few really important things that you can do to help others find us. So definitely make sure that you hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to your podcast, rate and review us. But most importantly, share us with someone who you think might enjoy our show or even just share us on your Facebook page. You know, if there's a episode that really stuck out to you, just that word of mouth is the best way. We appreciate all of our listeners so much. Oh, and yes, um, so much. yeah, we just love you guys. And gals, we love you we all. We do. And, oh, all. Yeah. <laughs> and don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Lumpy Mother Podcast. And on Twitter, you can find us at Lumpy Mother Pod One. And make sure to join us next week to see what motherhood has in store for our lives and yours. Bye.